Um, our next speaker is Nick Beebe. Nick is the General Manager of Market Development at Beefinland New Zealand. Um, and he's going to provide us with some insight into global markets for sheep and beef and hopefully give us something to remain positive about uh, looking forward. So thanks, Nick. I'll hand over to you. Uh, good evening, everyone, and um, look, thanks for the opportunity to, to talk to you tonight. But I'm just really going to cover um, three main uh, topics in my presentation tonight. The first is just to give you a, a bit of a snapshot of what's driving um, consumers. So what are those main consumer trends out there at the moment? Um, also, you know, consumers are one side, uh, but it's also around the key customers in the market as well. So what are some of their expectations and how are they evolving? That's the second part. And thirdly, I just wanna really um, quickly touch on what some of our um, key competitors uh, are up to as, as well. So those are the three things I want to quickly cover um, tonight. So just um, to move straight into um, some of those main consumer trends and you know, it is um, dinner time. So that's uh, a pretty nice looking um, steak, but one of those, the number one factor that is out there and it's been this way for, for decades in the past and it will be this way um, into the future as well. Um, when consumers decide whether they like a product, um, taste is the most important factor. Um, if you're looking to spend, if you think about in our overseas markets, whether it be the US, um, Europe or, or parts of Asia as well, when people look to indulge and spend money on buying, um, some of the, the nicest products uh, they want to it has to taste great um, and when George um, was talking previously around the importance of, of genetics um, you know, genetics obviously plays a key part in, in the taste of the product as well so taste really does um, matter it's what gets people interested in the product and it what will keep bringing them um, back to the product as well and you can just see um, you know, some of the stats there in terms of uh, um, consumers and, and what's driving them. But one of the, when we think of taste, consumers will always buy with their eyes. And this is just a, a snapshot from uh, just a very typical supermarket in, in the US. And this is what our beef is, is going up against. So the quality of the product, um, you know, really does start from the farm and we have to make sure that we can compete with a lot of this grain fed product that you'll see in, in front of you. And that marbling um, really does play a key part in, in that. The second um, big driver around consumers at the moment is health and wellness. And this trend has, I mean, it has been important for, for quite some time, but it really did um, take off through uh, COVID. Consumers are looking to buy food that they believe will, um, I suppose, assist uh, their own health and, and well-being. And for us and for New Zealand, you know, grass-fed is, is one of those key attributes that consumers look for when they're wanting to buy food that is, um, will benefit them. And 
if you go into the US of the market in any supermarket, you can buy products. These are all natural products, but they've been fortified um, with you know, God knows how many um, supplements uh, in them. There is whole supermarket aisles of what these you know, natural products fortified with a whole range of additives. One of the, the newest ones is um, what people are now calling aptogenic. Um, and you can see that this is um, a, a tea drink uh, fortified with, with mushrooms. And these are all now um, apparently completely legal in, in California. Um, but there's just another way where consumers uh, are buying a good based on the, um, the functionalities of, of that product. And this, um, these space teas, um, they'll be, um, they're, they're promoted on making you, you know, restful at night and you know, giving you energy during, during the day. When you actually ask these companies around what is the, the scientific benefit they will provide, they can be very vague on, on those types of things, but they are really relying on some of those big trends and um, consumer comfort area and mushrooms. Um, the use of mushrooms in food dates back into um, Chinese cooking from, from a whole uh, centuries ago. So food as medicine, it, you know, this is not a new concept, but it's, um, it's really taking off and uh, being found in very interesting forms now as well. The third big uh, trend is around the, the Regenivore. And this is consumers um, making more conscious decisions uh, around the food that they purchase. And you can really um, see this, you know, we monitor uh, social media in our main markets around, around the world. And when there is a, a climate catastrophe, uh, like wildfires in, in California or floods or cyclones or hurricanes, uh, consumers will definitely care more um, uh, about the food that they purchase. So it's no longer about eating sustainably, um, which is uh, implies a state of preserving what it is. The, the new generation wants food from companies that are actively healing the planet um, so that's, and it's not just small companies that are really getting into, into this. It's some of the biggest companies in the world, like PepsiCo, um, uh, Nestle, Danone, um, and the like. So yeah, these are trends that will shape the, the future um, for us. And you can start, to, I mean, we are already witnessing um, and, you know, a lot of these products, and whilst it's still niche, but there is a lot of um, products entering into certain supermarket chains, um, particularly in some of the more advanced markets like, like the US now. So it's still very niche, um, but it's uh, certainly gaining traction. So those three big consumer trends really are around taste, health and, and well-being and uh, consumers buying products off, uh, off their own values. Um, the holy grail is to get products that combine all of these um, items. And that's really where 
in New Zealand and our natural um, production systems really does meet um, these consumer trends right um, in the in the middle. So for New Zealand as a food producing nation and as a grass fed nation, um, you know, we are lucky that we meet all these big, big trends. Consumers will always, they'll look for um, a cue on the product that um, leads them to believe these things are happening. And for many of the many consumers or the consumers that we're targeting, grass fed is that cue on packaging. It means that it not only tastes better, um, but it's going to be better for me and it's probably going to be better for, for the planet as, as well. So just to move into some of these customer expectations and this is, you know, these are the big gatekeepers um, for New Zealand um, getting accessed into the market. And so their expectations have always been around the you know, high food safety standards, best practice animal welfare standards, uh, making sure we're looking after those five domains. But it's really moved from being able to tell a great story to actually proving that we um, are doing exactly what we say. So that whole area around certification and validation has become incredibly important um, for these customers as well. And there are some really big emerging themes that are that's becoming quite obvious that that they care about and those you know those themes are probably no surprise to you but they are around um, how we are addressing climate change how we're taking care of the soil and and the water and the biodiversity of New Zealand so these themes are, are very real and starting to be raised by customers around around the world and for New Zealand you know we're incredibly lucky that uh, we have a now have a um, national farm assurance program for the red meat and wool sectors, and that's the New Zealand Farm Assurance or New Zealand Farm Assurance Incorporated, which owns the two programs, NZFAP and NZFAP Plus. For farmers that are involved in in these programs, this is the way that um, their farming systems. Um, can be verified and certified uh, to get that um, market and customer access that, that we enjoy. So you know, these programs you know, will always continue to evolve as those um, consumer and customer expectations evolve. But it's one of those opportunities to meet the market is, is to get involved in, in these programs. So just in terms, I know I don't have um, uh, too much time, but so just quickly, you know, the third part of this is really around what our key competitors are up to because consumer trends and customer expectations is, is one thing, but we live in, also live in the very much in the real world where um, what our competitors are doing matters. And you know, at the moment, the red meat market in um, the markets that we supply is incredibly competitive. Uh, and it's, in, it's very competitive because consumer demand has been uh, dampened over the last um, six or so months uh, as you know, recessions and um, inflation uh, concerns start, start to increase. At the same time, we've seen increased production or in increased exports from 
some of our main competitors, um, you know, the likes of, of Australia. And so that's making, um, you know, putting some real competitive pressure on the short term for, for New Zealand and both in the beef and, and in the sheep meat side. But one of the opportunities that we also have is that recently, um, and hopefully you've heard that uh, New Zealand signed a free trade agreement with the UK. And whilst we've always had great access there into the UK for sheep meat, um, what we got this time was some fantastic access for, for beef as well. So in the first year, we got 12,000 tonnes of, of access for beef. And over the next uh, 15 years, that will go up to 60,000 tonnes of access. And then after that, it is um, a complete free trade um, environment. These markets will take time. And like every other market around the world, they will be very competitive. Um, but it now provides New Zealand another opportunity or another market to actually develop for, for beef. We've been incredibly successful in the UK for lamb over the past 140 years. Um, so this new opportunity for beef into the UK for New Zealand is something that will start small, um, but it will hopefully grow uh, with real commitment um, from the meat companies to assist in that, in that growth. So look, that's just a very quick snapshot um, from me, just to remind you of the three things. Consumer trends, it is all around um, taste, health and wellness, and consumers purchasing products uh, that have similar values to their own. Customer expectations are evolving and they are looking deeper um, into those areas around climate change and how we care for the environment and telling a great story isn't enough. We have to prove, verify and certify that those um, our farming standards meet their needs. And thirdly, um, we are in a very competitive environment uh, in the in the short term, which will make the um, the next uh, few months relatively tough. But that's all all from me, Nick. That's great. Thank you very much for that, Nick. Um, that was really great just to highlight the the fundamentals that underpin uh, new, new, the value that New Zealand red meat um, gets around taste, health, and sustainable principles. And it's also always reassuring to know that um, we're well positioned and the pathway that we're taking to produce our products. Um, I've just got one question that's come in from Mike. Um, are the policymakers for farm environment plans coordinating with NZFAP? So, um, uh, yep. So, I will, I will answer that that question. That's okay. Yep. Um, so, just to be um, very clear, New Zealand Farm Assurance Incorporated is not a regulator, um, and we never will be. But we are. Um, working with um, some of the policy makers to ensure that there is um, no duplication as, as well. So uh, yes, we are, we are working with them. 
Cool. Um, and another question from Dan. Um, the New Zealand wine industry has done a great job, I presume, means of marketing. Um, I'm wondering if you believe there's a possibility of working closely with them to make a uh, market a package deal, meat and wine. Yeah, yeah, and we 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 actually already do um, through uh, Taste Pure Nature, which is the industry's um, country of origin proposition for for New Zealand red meat. Um, we coordinate um, a range of activities with New Zealand wine and are always in um, close contact with with them around opportunities in the in the future. It does make a great pairing. Excellent. Um, that's all the questions that we've got come through the tech box. Um, so I'll just do a quick wrap up. Um, those are both really comprehensive presentations and I think they've um, clearly given some of our participants something to think about. So um, perhaps that's what they're still mulling over instead of typing in the tech box. Um, I just want to say a big thank you both to George and Nick. Um, this has been a really interesting session and I very much appreciate you giving up your evening to speak to us. Thanks to all those that have attended um, this webinar and the remainder of our webinar series. Hopefully um, the series has added value to your business and provided you with the confidence to be able to navigate um, your farm business going forward. We will put links up to these recordings on our Facebook page once they're available so that you can re-watch them at a later stage. Um, but other than that, that's all from me. Thank you all for attending.